Hey everyone, welcome to my Monday morning musings and welcome to my first experience at podcasting. I have never tried this before. I have seen this feature on Substack for the last few months and kind of avoided it because technology and me just don't work very well together. Um, the learning curve is really steep, but um, something in me this morning told me, you know what, just go ahead and give it a try and we'll see where this lands. So um, here is my first attempt at a very organic podcasting. And this could be my first and my last episode because it's very possible that nobody will listen to this and if people do tune into it, they may discover that I have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm talking about. Um, but I figured, you know what? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. And this is Monday Morning Musings. And I love sharing my musings and my thoughts with people. And you've all been so, so gracious and so kind to read Um everything that I've been writing for the last year and a half. And maybe, maybe you will um, join this journey with me as you hear some of my musings. I do not have a script in front of me. I don't have any fancy recording devices. If anything, I'm using an old pair of headphones and my laptop. And the house is actually quiet because my husband's not at home and he usually works from home. So I'm just going to use the next few minutes at sharing some of my Monday morning musings and things that have been in my mind um, this morning, and we'll see where this lands. But anyway, welcome. Good morning again. My name is Shireen Joseph, if you do not know me, and I am, I am a wife and a mother, a thinker, um, I love deep conversations over good coffee. I love thinking about deep topics and I love the intersection of faith, community, and culture. Um, I'm also a writer, a very new writer, an aspiring writer, trying to really fine hone the art of writing. And I'm also a third culture kid. I was born, born in Chennai, India. I was raised in the Sultanate of Oman in the Middle East, and now I live in the United States. So there's a little bit about me. Um, what else would you like to know? Like I said, I love to read. I love murder mysteries, um, interesting, gory ones. I particularly have a soft spot in my heart for a lot of a lot of British TV. Um, it just takes me into a world that. I've always dreamt of. And so most evenings you'll find me curled up on the couch watching an episode of Father Brown. It's one of my favorite shows. But anyway, let's get to this, this podcast. What have I been musing about this morning? So I've been musing a little bit. I've been thinking a little bit about just my journey as an immigrant over the majority of my life. Um, almost 40 years of my life, I've lived as an immigrant. I've never consistently stayed for very long. Um, I spent bits of my 
a small amount of my childhood in India, the majority of it in the Middle East. And then I went back to India. So I felt like a transplant in India. And then just around the time that I was starting to get comfortable um, with life in India and finding community and a sense of belonging and even a sense of purpose and trying to navigate and figure out my identity, we moved again and we moved to the United States. And the last almost two decades of our life has been in the U.S. And so I guess I'm not being transplanted anymore. I'm still in the U.S. Who knows where the Lord will take us next? But um, it's just been a journey of experiences and a lifetime of learning and growth, which is the same as anyone because we all learn, we all grow. All of our lives, um, none of our lives are stagnant. And so we do grow and we change. But it's been interesting, you know, because I'm South Indian. I'm a Christ follower. And it's been interesting to see the spaces and the places where I have landed and our family has landed and just navigating this journey of being um, just an individual and as a parent and um, as one half of a couple and just in the spaces that our family has found ourselves. It's just been a journey. And so a lot of my experiences come from that. A lot of life lessons have come from that. So interestingly, yesterday, uh, my husband and I attended um, a Diwali party. Diwali is around the corner. It's next week, and it's the Festival of Lights, and it's um, celebrated in India and in every other place in the world where you find uh, the Indian diaspora, and it's a very important festival to the Hindus. Um, And so we were invited by a friend, and so we we were there uh, for a couple of hours, and it's, it's always interesting to me. I am an Enneagram one, highly introverted, high functioning, but a lot of events like this or any gathering, whether it's a Diwali party or a Christmas party or just a mixer or a potluck, they give me a lot of anxiety because I need to go into a place where I don't necessarily know anyone. So this was my husband's friend. So obviously he knew his friend and he had a group of other friends whom he was meeting, but um, I was the plus one and um, I did not know anyone there. So it's always a little nerve wracking when you go there and you really are required to network in a form and a fashion. And it it takes, it takes effort. It takes effort. I, I would love to just get myself a plate of food and maybe get a drink and then find a corner where there's a chair or a couch and just hide out and not talk to anybody. That would really be my comfort zone. But inside of my heart, I would also know that I'm kind of doing the wrong thing because I I know there are those who, who struggle with social anxiety and they may just want to hide out. But I honestly feel especially in the last five years of my life, that God has really called me to be a bridge builder and God has really called me to be a person who can step out of their comfort zone and intentionally engage with people. And that is a hard thing to do. Um, I usually have a couple of lines in my head when I go to events like this, like introducing myself and asking them how they know the host and, um, 
have they have they known the host for a long time and what common friends they have or just really introducing myself and asking questions about maybe a person's outfit or where they live and just starting a conversation which which can be really really hard if you're the kind of a person who prefers to hide out and sometimes these events they they take a lot out of me and then all I want to do is to come home and hide out but i have discovered more often than not um even if i'm emotionally exhausted at the end of it um there's been something that i've learned from someone that i've met there or someone who has shared a bit about their life and um i've learned an interesting tidbit of their life or a connection that i've made and we exchange phone numbers and then we get to talking over the next few months and so it's usually good for me to step out of my comfort zone and it's it seems to be, have been become a pattern in my life where stepping out of my comfort zone and stretching myself has become really important and interestingly i we've also discovered my husband and i and i've discovered that in a lot of these gatherings we are often the only christ followers there and that makes it kind of an interesting space because it's it's just an area where we we don't always find ourselves i think it was more common when we lived in india but moving to the us and moving moving to dallas where we live um kind of the buckle of the bible belt we found ourselves nearly always in majority christian spaces and usually when you're in a majority christian space you don't really need to take the effort to put yourself out there you just you just automatically fit in because there's common language this common verbiage topics are the same there's easy conversation to have um if everybody goes to the same church or to similar churches you find yourself talking about kids and youth ministry or women's ministry or worship ministry or the programs that your church is doing um it's just it's just easy because there's there's almost like we have a formula or a blueprint but when you're not in majority christian spaces you do need to find things to talk about you may end up having a discussion on politics with the first person that you meet you may end up talking about work and and corporate affairs or things going on in the country you may end up talking about um well your children of course but just because everybody goes to different schools and everybody has different um just ways of raising their kids um so you really end up having a very diverse collection of things to talk about and um you can't exactly pull from i guess a safe bucket of topics and that's been interesting for me to often just stand on the sidelines and watch people interact and try to figure out what role do i have to play in this conversation or do i even fit in or has my world become so small that i'm only surrounded by the same type of people everywhere that i go the same type of friends that in a way my my worldly perspective has become really narrow and i'm only talking about the same things 
and I really don't know what's happening outside of my little bubble. Am I living under a rock? And I don't exactly know what's going on in the lives of people outside of my little, my little, my little, um, my, my Christian bubble. Um, you'll have to forgive me there. I, I have a stutter and a stammer. So every now and then some words just trip me up. So yeah, so we were at this party and um, the first 30 minutes was really hard. Um, my husband tries very hard to stay with me, but sometimes conversations just take him away. And so I'm often left on my own, floundering, trying to figure out a place to land. And we did meet some people. I did introduce myself to a few people. Um, we met this couple whom we actually know. So we had a mutual friend in the host. And so that was a nice place to land just to hang out with them and catch up with them. And interestingly enough, there were a few others who just heard what we were taught. I was talking with somewhat about Indian clothes and she heard me mention a famous store and she just came over and introduced herself to me and we began a chat and it turns out we have kids the same age and, um, you know, they've lived in Dallas for a long time. And so, yeah, it was a very organic conversation and we ended up exchanging numbers and um, all in all, the time that we spent there, um, while for me, it started off with a lot of anxiety, it ended really well. And I was glad that I went. I was glad that I went and I made some new friends and met some new people and um, yeah, hope to meet a few of them for coffee at some point in the next couple of months. Um or dinner, and we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, it's the life of an immigrant. You find yourself in immigrant circles where everybody is just like you and have had similar experiences, but also different experiences. We actually met a family who lived in India, lived in the U.S., moved to Singapore, moved back to the U.S. and you know, with their young kids, and their kids are young, and so they've made all of these transitions, and they're still living life out of boxes, because um, they just moved back a while a while ago, and um, but they're so used to it. There's the, just the moving and the packing, um, and they love it. And their kids have been used to all of the transitions and the changes in school and friends, and they're well adjusted. And they're they can talk to adults really well, which is which in a lot of immigrant kids you'll find that they talk to adults really well. So that's another thing that. I've been thinking about because their kids were young, 10 and 12, but they had good conversations with us. So yeah, those were some of the musings that I had this morning over our weekend gatherings. And um, I also had um, a few thoughts this morning on um, just, I've often talked the last, the last couple of um, months, I've been sharing with friends and family in our small group about our faith journey and just how kind of the faith being this enduring faith where we often, we, I often think that my faith is at its strongest when, when things are really going good and well in our lives, you know, when everything is going smoothly, we have good health and everything's really going well. And then you automatically assume that, you know, your faith is really strong and then boom, something Something challenging happens in life, either in your family's life or in a parent or a sibling or a child who is struggling at school. And then your faith starts to get really wobbly like a bowl of jello. And 
it's really at that time, um, you know, you have to ask yourself, okay, where, where's my faith? And um, I've been really convicted the last month um, of God just reminding me to persevere in my faith, reminding me that he is there. And even when I cannot see him, I know that he is there. Uh, when I cannot always feel him because things are so bad, he's there. Um, he's there with us through the difficult circumstances, the challenging times. Um, if you are going through an illness, cancer, going through a broken relationship, maybe a broken marriage, uh, there's there's financial hardships, there's the loss of a job or a child who's, who's struggling, a child who is um, just walking down a wayward path and you are really praying for God to bring your child back to the straight and narrow and just going through a tough time. And especially as the holidays come, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year, um, it's a hard time, especially if you have a family member who's not there. Um, it's challenging to, to remind ourselves that God is still in control of the situation and he is still on the throne and he is there no matter what our circumstances may, may tell us. And he's still on the throne. And very often the Bible reminds us, and the Bible always reminds us that um, we, can, we can understand the personality of God when we read his word. And um, really apart from his word, we cannot know God. And so this morning I was just spending some time um, meditating on just reminding myself that I, I, my faith needs to endure even when, even when things are challenging. And I was reminded, um, I was, I was reading the scriptures from Psalms 40 verses one to three. And it says here, I waited and waited and waited for God. At last he looked. Finally he listened. He lifted me out of the ditch, pulled me from deep mud. He stood me up on a solid rock to make sure I wouldn't slip. He taught me how to sing the latest God song, a praise song to our God. More and more people are seeing this. They enter the mystery, abandoning themselves to God. And this is from the message. And it was a really good reminder for me to choose to rejoice in God's grace and his and his um, goodness, that I don't need to perform for God. I don't need to do things to manipulate God. I just need to trust him and know that even when things are challenging, um, I, can, I can rejoice in who he is um, and just how amazing he is. And um, it was a good reminder for me that... Um, that when things get hard, I need to keep focusing on God. And I was reading a section from um, Eugene Peterson's book, um, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And um, he actually speaks about um, the Christian life where um, we're all really impatient for answers and I've been I've been fairly impatient for answers in the last month and a half. I have wrestled with God, argued with God, 
told him that I'm doing everything right and I'm just this amazingly perfect person and I need an answer. And um, I, I just want the high points of my faith because as far as I'm concerned, I'm just this amazing, amazing Christ follower. But that's not how God works. And um, we can't really manipulate him into our way of thinking. He's notoriously uncooperative in that way. And our faith journey, our Christian life, it can't really mature in this way if we are demanding answers of God. There is just, Eugene Peterson says, um, everyone is in a hurry. And he says, there is a long obedience in the same direction, which the mood of the world does so much to discourage. Because it is hard to be obedient for a long time in the same direction. And he goes on to share um, about the two biblical designations of people of faith um, that are extremely useful. He, he talks about being a disciple and being a pilgrim. And he explains it this way. Disciple says we spend our lives apprentice to our master, Jesus Christ. And pilgrims tell us we are the people who spend our lives going to God and whose path for getting there is Christ Jesus, who is the road, who is also the truth, and also the life. And there are no shortcuts. That was really challenging for me because it reminded me that while I am a disciple of Christ and I am called to spend my life apprenticed to the Master, Jesus Christ, I'm also called to lead the life of a pilgrim. I need to spend my life going to God. I need to spend my life obeying Him, trusting Him, walking the long journey where there are going to be so many challenges. He hasn't promised us uh, an easy path, but I can... I can get there as long as I set my eyes on Christ and um, he is the truth and he is the life and he is the same yesterday, today and forever. Even if my circumstances don't change, he is the same. And so it was a reminder that there are seasons in life when our faith can just feel really frail. Um, it, it just wavers as the wind blows and um, our, our patterns of obeying God and following him can get a little, can get stiff and get cranky and doesn't work the way that it ought to work. But um, the only way to get back on that path is to get back to God and get back to doing business with him. Um, it's not about saying a bunch of words and, you know, kind of sharing all of our needs and our, our thoughts with him, but just really to rest in him and to allow ourselves to feel his peace and almost to lean into the discomfort of knowing that it is a call to surrender and it is a call to lay down our lives, trusting him and obeying him so that he can remind us of who we are in him. And his spirit will fill us and um, we can be just, our faith can be 
restored with that enthusiasm. And so um, we can be renewed in our faith journey with him and know that he's our first love. So that's something which has been on my mind this morning as I've um, just meditated on that passage as I wait on the Lord. Um, Don't know what the answers are going to be, but um, we can wait well. We can wait well knowing that he's in control. And there's a lot of good lessons to be learned in the process of waiting, waiting on God and waiting really well. So friends, um, that is my first experience at podcasting. I am not sure how this is going to go, but some Monday morning musings, and I just wanted to share some of my musings with you, but I would love to hear from you if you have 25 minutes and you hear this episode. I would love for you to leave a comment or um, just share your thoughts with me, um, things that I can improve, maybe topics that you want me to just muse about or share about. Um, I have no idea how this is going to go, but hey, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So just, just, just putting my thoughts out there. And so I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how this goes. And um, I hope you guys have a great Monday and a great rest of the week. Bye.